Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Interrupted by Christ. Thank you for all the support that we've gotten over the weeks of doing this, and uh, it's really encouraged us to make more episodes. And um, today, our topic is going to be over over Easter. I think we're we're a few weeks late on this. Yeah, uh, Easter was last Sunday, but we didn't do it last Sunday because we had you had that family dinner and stuff. I had stuff to do with family, and then Wednesday, we both just had stuff going on. Yeah, we've been bit, uh, pretty busy recently, and uh, well, we were we thought about making an episode about um, about Easter the Sunday or the Wednesday before Easter actually happened, yeah. but we already had the Ten Commandments planned out, so we didn't want to. We it'd be it'd be too pushed for time. We we would rushed it, I guess. Yeah. So we're gonna cover that today. We got two Bible verses. We're gonna make this a really short one, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be really kind of informal uh, because Easter is a very 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 important time of the year for us. So. So, uh, Braden, before we get into this, you know, it's been probably about a week and a half since we've done this podcast and you guys have listened. So, uh, how's your last week and a half been? Uh, it's been pretty busy. I've been fishing a whole lot, trying to get prepared for when I have clients. Um, just, it's literally it. I've been fishing a whole lot, been doing some church stuff, and that's literally about it. Fishing's kind of tough right now, but it's been fun to be out there in God's nature and just enjoy and float, so... Yeah, it's definitely fun to always be in the outdoors, especially you know knowing that God created all that's pretty amazing. I mean, when you, I mean, we because we can see bald eagles and stuff like that on those rivers, and you just sit there and look at that stuff, dude. And it's just you're in awe. You don't know what to say. You just stand there and look at it. Yeah, it's an awesome it's thing crazy. to think that God created all that. It's it's insane. It's it goes back to that creation thing. It really does. Oh yeah, definitely. So how's your? What have you been doing? Um. Well, I've had school a lot recently, and uh, I've worked a lot. Um, so the other day, I uh, had a job to go cut down a uh, tree from a lady that I work with. So that took up pretty much two days completely. And then here recently, probably the last two days, I've had so much school work and stuff to do. Everything's due actually tonight, so i got to finish some stuff before the day's over. Man, that's why I didn't go to college. Because I would, I would not do half the stuff they give me. Well, see, I like to procrastinate because my essay that I, I got done with it last night, and it's due today, and the, she gave it to us the first week of school. Is and it criminal I, justice? It's mental health and criminal behavior. So I had to write it on depression because I guess uh, they want us to know, like, like let's say like if you're a police officer, if you're majoring in criminal justice, you want to know how to... Um, Talk approach, down. yeah. You don't want to know how to yeah. approach the situation if someone's in mental health and like what you should do in certain occasions. I mean that, yeah, because I've seen several videos of people like standing on the edge of a bridge or something, and those cops have to know how to respond to that because they yeah. can't panic. Because if they panic. It's going to cause them to panic. Yeah, there's different situations like that. You might want to talk them down and stuff, but you have to know when it gets to a point to where if it's really bad, you can't talk them down. You have to just control the situation. There's a lot of people that feed off of others' energy. So if your energy is bad, then they're going to feed off that. Yeah, or if they're very nervous about something and you're very nervous to talk to them or something, they're just going to feed off that as well. Yeah, that's why I've seen a lot of cops. They'll walk up, they'll stick their hands in their pockets, just casual. Hey, I just want to talk to you, man. Just... Back off there real quick. We'll just talk real quick. I'm just, I ain't here to do anything bad to you. You just need to talk. Yeah. So, but it's been it's been a long time. But I thank you guys for being patient with us. Thank you guys for waiting. But we're gonna jump into this. So Cole's gonna read first. Um, real quick before we get into the Bible verses. Uh, um, one of the most people know Easter as the bunny time. Everybody likes bunnies and eggs and all that stuff. And for for little kids, 
it's great. As a kid, I went on Easter egg hunts and stuff like that. But <clears throat> as a kid, in the back of my mind, I knew what it really meant. And that's most important, I think, for as adults, when we have kids, we need to let them have Easter egg hunts and have, let them have fun, but remind them what it's truly about, you know? Yeah, and it's pretty much for a lot of holidays. Like, you know, take Christmas, for example. You know, Christmas is not the time. I mean, we take it as a time to give gifts and to receive gifts, but mm-hmm. it's not what it's all about. No. And it's the same thing about Easter. We take something that the Bible gives us for a special occasion, and we ta- we twist it into our own thing. Yeah, which we make a, it about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, it's okay, but it, it, it there comes to a point to where you have to still recognize the reason behind it. Yeah, I mean, we're human. That's our natural state is to uh, make it about ourselves. That's just that's just how we are. And there's certain times, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong for Christmas time receiving and giving gifts. That's not what you. That's not what we're and, saying. In, in a way, too, it's also uh, kind of good because I know there's a lot of times where you know you don't see your family, especially ex- yeah. uh, except on those special occasions, like on Christmas. Because uh, my cousin that lives in Knoxville, and I even have a cousin that she lives in California, and I've only seen her twice in two years, and both times it's been on Christmas. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of times, like you said, during on those special events, it's the only times we really get to see our family. And there's a lot of times that Christmas time, you're giving back to the people that need help the most. So it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing at the same time. But you have to remember that Christmas is the birth of Jesus, and that's what it's truly about. But Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus when he came back on the third day, and that's it's a huge monumental because that that's what separates him from all the other little G gods. And when I say little G, I mean we don't capitalize that G because they're not actually gods. They just claim to be. But we have to we have to really, really, really remember why we have Easter and what it's truly about. Because if we start making it about other things, then we're not we're not in the will of God. Because we have to remember him in everything that we do. And if we're if we're taking a holiday that is meant for him and turning it into something else completely something else then we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and it's completely selfish as well yeah it is but so jesus resurrected on the third day and that's really what easter is about so we're going to get into this scripture i figured i'd just tell you the guys that in case you didn't know so cole go ahead so since this is kind of a shorter episode we're not going to talk about what happened like what led up to jesus dying on the cross or his life on earth I think we're going to say that for another episode. What we're really, what we're really going to focus on is what happened when Jesus was on the cross and what happened after he resurrected and came from the dead. So I'm going to be reading out of Luke. This is going to be Luke chapter 23, verses uh, 39 through 47, if you guys want to follow along. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly for the received due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest, to the, comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou, thou shalt be a day with me in paradise. And it was in the sixth hour, and there were darkness all over the earth, and until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the bell of the temple was rent in the mist. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, in thy hands I commend my spirit. And and setting and saying to this, he gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what had done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. So let's go back to uh, verse 39 real quick. 
so when Jesus was on the cross, he had he was in the middle, mm-hmm. and he had two people. He he had a guy on the left and a guy on the right for him on the right side of him. So in uh, verse thirty nine, it says one of the malefactors, which is one of the people that was on the cross, he was he was hung right beside him and said, "If thou be Christ, save thyself and us." So if you know the story, I'm not sure if you guys know, but there was two guys hung on the cross. They were both, I think they were both like murderers. They both, they were both criminals pretty much. Yeah, they've done something very, very bad, and that's what they've done to deserve crucifixion. So Yeah, so one of, one of the guys, and this is the guy, one actually ends up being saved later on, mm-hmm. but this is the guy that didn't end up being saved uh, at all, and he said, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. So he's pretty much saying, well, if you're Christ, save us. I he's mean, saying, prove to me yeah, that you're Yeah, prove to me you're Christ. Why, yeah. why don't you save us? He's questioning him. But then on the next verse, this is the uh, other guy on, on the other side of the cross saying this. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemn- condemnation? So he's saying, the other guy, which is the other murderer, is saying to him, Do you not fear God? Why are you questioning him? Yeah, he's, are you not scared of him? Well, what he's saying is, like, why are you not fearing him? Like, this is God, dude. Like, this is the Son of God. Yeah, we did all this to deserve this. He didn't do anything. Why, why don't you fear this guy? Yeah, then he's saying... Seeing thou art in the same condemnation, he's saying this is the Son of God doing, getting the same punishment we are for nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, that, why are you not fearing him right now? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing just to think about that he's questioning him. Yeah. So then, as we go on down a little bit, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou's coming to the kingdom. So, in this verse, the guy that uh, ended up getting saved, he's saying to the Lord, he's saying, remember me when thou's going to the kingdom. He's saying, Whenever you get off this cross, whenever you go back to heaven, whenever you go back to that paradise, please remember me. Yeah. Don't forget about me. So let's go on down to the next verse real quick. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shall be the day with me in paradise. So in this verse, Jesus is pretty much saying that he's going to be in paradise with him. Yeah, and the reason he's going to be in paradise with him is because technically the guy, the guy that was standing up for him has technically already confessed his sins because he was like, Hey, we deserve this punishment. We committed a sin that was very, very wrong, and we deserve where we're at. This guy is the son of God, and he's done nothing wrong, and he does not deserve this. And so technically he confessed his sins, admitted that he done wrong, and he just admitted that as the son of God, and he believed in him. So basically, like you said, he he's pretty much already got saved. So, so let me uh, uh, jump on down to verse 46. And then, and when Jesus had a cry with a loud voice, he said, Father, and... Into thy hands I commend thee, my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. So in this verse, Jesus is crying to God on the cross. And he's giving it all to God, saying, and he gave up his ghost. So at this point, this is the point where he ends up, where he dies. Yeah. Where, where he's giving it all to God. Yeah, he's like, all right, it's done. Where he says it is finished. He's like, okay, I'm sending my spirit up to you. I'm coming home. That's basically what it's saying. So in this verse, the centurion, this is the Roman soldier that was pretty much, I wouldn't say guarding, but that was up there on the hill of Calvary whenever he got crucified. So in this verse, uh, the centurion, this is, this is one of the Roman soldiers that was up on Calvary that was, that was at the cross and he saw what the Lord had done and he's all, he just started glorifying God, which is, you know, it's a pretty awesome thing. And he knew that this was a righteous man. He's you know, he's done this crucifixion before. He's crucified many a people, but he knew that Jesus was different. And then he re- that was the point in time that he realized, oh, crap, what did I just do? Yeah, I mean, he's he's seen so many people crucified, but as soon as Jesus died, he knew there was something about him that he had never seen before because the sky started getting dark, the earth started shaking, 
and he knew right it's, then. And it's there. like a light bulb just went off in his head, and he was like, oh, crap. Yeah, so this is kind of the start of where some people were like, hey, this isn't right. You know, like, this is the Son of God. So this is leading up to his resurrection. So at this point, Jesus is dead, and they're getting, they're going to put him in a tomb. So now we're going to, so now Jesus is in the tomb, and he's been there for three days at this point. So I'm I'm in uh, Luke chapter 24, and I'm going to go from verse 1 to verse 7. It says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the, I really don't know how to say this word, sepulcher, is that right? <clears throat> sepulcher, it's something like that. I think it's sepulcher. Bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of a sinful man, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. So I'm going to jump back up to verse 1. And when it says um, they came unto the uh, sepulchre of Mary Magdalene, so when it talks about they, it's talking about um, the main people. There was, a, there was quite a few people there, but it was mainly Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James. And they were going up to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them, others being the other people that were with them. But they were bringing spices because I think it was sort of like a thing they done back then or whatever. But um, it's kind of like how now we uh, we send flowers yeah. to people's grave and, and we replace their flowers over and over. Yeah. So verse two it says they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. So basically, at this point, when they walk up to go change the flowers, so to speak, they notice, hey, this tomb's it's open like it was closed yesterday. Like, why is it open? They're and, freaking out. And they didn't, like, you know, it didn't click in their mind that Jesus has a re- uh, resurrected. Yeah. They thought, they thought that someone stole the body. Yeah. They thought somebody stole the body or something because this ain't normal. And verse 3, it says, They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. So they see the stone rolled away and they walk in. They're like, is the body still there? So they walk in and it's not there. And then this is the point where the cloth is folded. And we'll get into that a little bit later into a podcast. But it's really, really cool because it was folded, and there's a big significance of why it was folded. So now jumping down to verse 4, it says, It came to pass, um, yeah, oh my gosh, Hang on, I'm just going to keep. So jumping down to verse 4, it says, And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. So they're in there wondering where the body of Jesus is. And the two men in uh, shining garments were actually angels. They were angels of the Lord. And this is very, very significant because he sent them to let them know that later on in this in these verses, he, he's not there. So verse 5, it says, And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. So they're scared because they have no idea where these men come from because they're not Roman shul- shoulders. They're not Roman soldiers, so they're scared. But they could tell they were very, very high up. So they bowed down their faces and they said unto them, The... Uh, the angels of the Lord looked at them and said, why, ye, why seek ye the living among the dead? So basically this is what he's saying. is He's simply saying without actually telling them that Jesus is alive. Because he's saying, why are you seeking a living person where the dead belong? Because the dead belong in a tomb. 
but Jesus is alive. Why are you trying to find him here? And verse 6, he is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. So he, the angels of the Lord are like, he's not here. He's risen, dude. He's, he's up in heaven now. And uh, verse 7, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of a sinful man, of sinful men, and be crucified and on the third day rise again. So back in verse 6, he spoke to them in Galilee and told them that I'm going to be delivered to sinful people. I'm going to be crucified and I'm going to rise on the third day. And they, they've kind of, they forgot about it. They forgot that he, spe- he that Jesus spoke about that. And the angels of the Lord were reminding them, hey, he told you this was coming and he wasn't lying. So that's just, that's crazy because he told them about it. He knew it was going to happen, but yet he still done it. He still took that punishment and he proved to us that he defeated death and that he defeated the grave. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty amazing thing, I mean, what Jesus did. He didn't just die for the people that was on earth at that time, but he died for everybody, everybody that comes after that. Yeah. You know, I like thinking of me, I don't even think Jesus would have really thought of my name, but the fact that he did think of me, like specifically, yeah, that's awesome. That's It's insane. I mean, because you think about it when... Because he's been dead for three days. And by this time, the body's already started decomposing. It's smelling, and it's na- it's kind of like Lazarus. When Lazarus was in there for four days, it was smelly, it was nasty. But when they entered, they couldn't smell nothing because he wasn't there. There was no body. I mean, he was brand new, and he, was, he, was, he wasn't he was there, man. He ran out of that tomb. Yeah, there was no trace at all that he was even dead to begin with. Yeah, and a lot of people that say that their body was stolen— these Roman soldiers that were guarding this was very, very well trained. They had weapons. You're not going to tell me that these puny people, followers of Jesus, that were just fishermen, regular people, they're not going to outfight Roman soldiers. You can't steal a body when you're outgunned. And that stone is that stone's huge. I mean, it probably took at least three or four of those Roman soldiers to move it by themselves. Yeah. It's, so there's no way just a few people, like a few village people or anybody, could go in there, take out the Roman soldiers, and roll by the, roll by the tomb themselves. Yeah. I mean, the there's, stone. there's no way. I mean, if they did do that, it wasn't the disciples. It was like Goliath or some stupid person. It was somebody like that. I don't know. But... Um, I just we just wanted to cover that real fast exactly what Easter is about exactly why it's so amazing as Christians to us because he showed us that if we believe in him we will we will run out of that tomb just like he did and that uh, he is the true one God and only God so I just think that's really really cool I just thought y'all needed to know that just to be just to kind of clear y'all's minds a little bit and verify and let you know exactly what Easter is about and we kind of wanted to do this too because I you know COVID's still thriving I know still a lot of people are. Still afraid to go to church, especially if you have like a health issue to where yeah. if you're around somebody, you know, if you do get sick, you have a really good chance of not making it. And this gives you an opportunity to still get this same blessing and to get the same blessing without actually going to church. Yeah. So I think we're going to end it here. I think it was a really, really good discussion. It was really, really short. Um, but I really appreciate you guys listening to us. So I think Cole's going to exit us out in prayer real fast. And uh, we're going to let you guys go. But I pray that... Um, and if for you Christians out there, don't just say he is risen just on Easter. Continue to say that even when it's not Easter. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and so on and so forth. Continue to tell people he's not there. He is risen. Now, Easter, Easter is a reminder to us of what happened and what he did to right. us. But we should be that's a that should be a daily reminder of us. Yeah. To yeah. us. As Christians, we should live by that. 
we should never forget the fact that he rose from the grave. He defeated death. And we should never quit preaching that. So, all right, Cole. Close us out, buddy. Dear Lord, thank you for letting us be here. Thank you for letting us uh, study your word as brothers in Christ. Um, I just really pray that everybody that's listening today will get a blessing from this. And we just thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for us. I mean, we're not worthy at all uh, for what he did, but we just really thank you for dying for our sins. You know, it's truly an amazing thing just to think that a man that doesn't even know us would do that. I mean, that that's just awesome. But uh, I just uh, pray that uh, you keep everybody safe throughout the week and um, that you bring us back at the appointed time. And just know I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Have a good rest of the week. Adios.